we're going to talk about uh, food for improving your endurance and uh, recovery from uh, uh, stress related to physical activity or jet lags and how to have uh, higher energy levels uh, thanks to food and uh, to diet. So, uh, first of all, I will start with a personal story that um, taught me about uh, how to recover fast from strenuous exercise. During the second lockdown uh, for the pandemic in London in 2020, uh, which was in November, I uh, started to run uh, regularly every second day, despite uh, the previous nine years uh, my only sport being almost only yoga, which is not exactly a sport, it's more about stretching. And um, I expected to don't have a good cardio level, but I didn't expect the post-training fatigue that uh, resulted into these um, frequent trainings. So in, um, in the first day, I've run six kilometers, in the second day, 13 kilometers, then every second, third day, I was running around 10, uh, 13 kilometers, 90 minutes per, per, uh, per time. And every time I was returning home uh, really fatigued, uh, I would run at 7 a.m. And then by the time that I was home after 90 minutes running, I couldn't sit at my desk to work. I had to put the laptop in my lap and work from the bed so that my leg could rest horizontally in what is called in sport uh, passive recovery, which is partially okay because when the body is not used to it, uh, uh, it tears uh, more cells, it, it damages more cells during exercise, they need to regenerate and once they regenerate they're more fit, they're stronger, so it's a process of improvement of the, of the muscles and growth of the muscles and you need to give them time to recover. And if it's not passive it's to be through a brisky walk, a fast walk uh, or um, uh, some other um, less intensive activity that helps the, bloody, uh, the, 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 the body to flush out through hydration and through circulation. All this results in uh, material from the TR cells uh, that uh, need to be regenerated. And uh, another way otherwise is to do cold and uh, warm showers alternating uh, to activate the circulation and stimulate this uh, flushing out of this uh, resulting material from exercise. But uh, I, I didn't enjoy to feel so fatigued after running every second day. So uh, one day by chance, I, I discovered uh, these supplements called NADH uh, coenzyme Q10, which normally are given for chronic fatigue. Uh, I, I, I just discovered them because um, I, I bumped into an offer uh, in a store and uh, uh, when I asked what was the supplement, they told me that was uh, for producing more ATP. And then, ta -da! <laughs> I, I brightened up the bulb and uh, I, I bought all the discounted supplies because um, I knew it was going to help my energy levels. And uh, in fact, after... Um, uh, after 30 days that I was running, once uh, I, I took uh, these supplements, uh, I could not feel fatigue anymore after running. And uh, the day after, I, I ran uh, uh, 26 kilometers, more than half a marathon, and again, I didn't feel fatigued. So it, it's been um, a, a huge change, it had a big impact on me. And um, non-professional athletes, amateurial runners as, as me, don't need uh, a big amount of intake to help uh, this ATP production that I will explain in a moment what it is. So for example, professional athletes need uh, 
um, take normally 300 uh, milligrams of the coenzyme Q10 and uh, 20 milligrams uh, of NADH. Uh, I took uh, less uh, than half of uh, uh, the enzyme Q10 and I took uh, one quarter of that of um, NADH, just five milligrams. And um, it, it still had an impact on me, but on professional athletes it needs to be much higher because they already reached a peak performance. It's harder to improve from there. So after that, uh, the improvements continued. I could go from a starting speed of 11 miles per hour to seven miles per hour on the 5Ks. And uh, this was just after less than a month and a half, uh, which for me, not, not being a runner, being a, uh, a, a yoga practitioner was a big achievement. And also after two months, I could run not 26 kilometers after as after the first month, but 26 miles, 42 kilometers, one further which uh, uphill. And this was, uh, I believe, uh, thanks also to these supplements, because uh, uh, the day that I, I run um, 26 kilometers, uh, 26 miles, I took the NADH and uh, the Q enzyme Q10 uh, twice at the start and midway through my jogging. So, um, I also, obviously, <laughs> to avoid injury, I warmed up before and after the running with stretching exercises, uh, with walks, uh, and uh, I did a sport massage on my legs by my own after to flesh out the resulting material as well. And uh, that was enough to avoid injury, and the day after I was, uh, I was fresh and fine as if I hadn't run a marathon. <laughs> so, um, other ways to, to, to produce ATP uh, through supplements are according to, uh, to the Chinese medicine, for example, use uh, the cordyceps mushrooms, but uh, is not proved by science. And uh, I'm going to explain here why the NADH um, and the enzyme Q10 are in, instead uh, proved by science as very effective for increasing um, uh, uh, resistance to fatigue and uh, recovery from endurance sport, like very long runs uh, of exceeding two hours or very long cycling or swimming sessions. So as um, many might remember from biology classes, uh, uh, the, the, the cells in the body are powered by mitochondria. It's the powerhouse of the, of, of the cell and including also the, the muscle cells. And uh, the energy in the mitochondria that is passed to all the other cells, it's, um, it's transmitted through, through uh, adenosine triphosphate um, uh, that uh, through phosphorylation becomes adenosine diphosphate by using a phosphate. And uh, so the more ATP there is, the more convertible uh, molecules into energy there are for the release of this uh, extra phosphate and um, the thing is that uh, we can synthesize um, ATP from molecules of, um, of glucose, glycogen and uh, fat. When we synthesize, when the body synthesizes them from molecules of glycogen, from one molecule of glycogen, it can generate, uh, one typical molecule, it can generate uh, 30 eight molecules of ATP, of which 30 are generated uh, through a, a product that, uh, that is called 
NADH <laughs> that is, is produced during the, uh, during the phases of um, these chemical phases. It goes first for anaerobic glycolysis, then aerobic um, uh, phospholiation, then uh, it goes through the carb cycles, and through all of this, uh, uh, there, there is the production of uh, 10 NADH uh, molecules, and each of them can produce uh, three molecules of ATP. So you can see how significant is the NADH in this ATP production, three per each, uh, three ATP for each NADH. So if we intake it, uh, rather than uh, synthesizing it, uh, it, it it's, it's a consistent boost. Um, when the body doesn't have uh, glycogen, uh, um, uh, glucose, it uses glycogen that is stored in the liver. And when even that one finishes, after 90 minutes of exercise, uh, there's no left. <laughs> uh, then it starts, unless you replenish it with some uh, glucose, uh, for example, eating some, some sugar or fruits or honey during the run, unless you supplement, the body starts to, to use the energy stored in the fat cells which is actually st uh, start to use after only 20 minutes of cardio exercise. And um, one typical molecule uh, of uh, fat, uh, so with the carbons, uh, it can generate uh, not 38 molecules of ATP as one of glycogen, but 131 molecules of ATP. It, it's the fat has a much higher capability to store this fat that can convert uh, through the ATP molecules. And uh, of these, uh, 21 are from NADH, so it's, again, it's quite significant. And uh, this production of ATP from, um, fr from the fat uh, cells also explains why during an endurance exercise, uh, after, after, after a bit that we're exercising, we start to feel our energy going up rather than the continuously depleting. It's because the body starts to activate this, uh, this energy for, from the fat. So what are other ways um, to, to stay uh, energized and uh, to build up stamina, build up resistance and a good level of energy through life and exercise? And by the way, this is also very useful to, to recover not just from endurance exercise, but also from jet lags. Other ways are uh, to, to take other supplements like uh, the complex uh, B, uh, the vitamin B, especially B12, or uh, there are, um, for example, uh, vitamins. I remember when I was studying uh, and uh, I had to prepare uh, um, exams for deadlines and uh, long sleepless nights to complete projects, uh, I remember I, uh, it, it used to help me to take um, a complex of vitamins and minerals from A to Z. Uh, so the one that I took uh, in some countries is called multicentrum, in some others is called supradin, but was uh, particularly strong in comparison to other complex um, of multivitamins and it really made a difference. And I noticed a difference even when I run, if I take that one. And um, other good um, uh, helps uh, come from, um, uh, for example, uh, supplements like uh, spirulina which is, is a, uh, a cyanobacteria and uh, has, has been cultivated in the, uh, on planet Earth for uh, billions of years uh, or initially grew up by its own. And it's also been used uh, as a superfood by NASA astronauts. Or another good um, help uh, comes from uh, this other uh, maca, 
has been used by the Inca populations for uh, keeping a good stable level of um, of energy, and uh, also it's it's uh, it's quite effective to increase uh, the intake of iron. And uh, one good source uh, it's uh, the green leaf uh, of the moringa tree, which has also uh, other vitamins like A and K, which however are, uh, we have to be careful about and eat because they're all uh, um, solvable only in fat, not in water. So we can overdose this vitamin A, K and E if uh, we exceed the, the recommended dose and they can be even toxic. So in general I took uh, maca every morning uh, for breakfast uh, together with chia seed and flax seed for the omega 3s and uh, spirulina and moringa tree not every day uh, just once in a while maybe twice a week or once a week sometimes and um, uh, they're, they're good for the general functioning of the body even if somebody doesn't do uh, endurance uh, training or, or any type of sport well everybody should do some sport but even if it's not endurance sport they're still good and the something else to say about it is that other sources of iron are only uh, chickpeas, lentils and other legumes from uh, the, the vegetarian realm of foods and uh, from the animal sources of food uh, the, uh, the iron is much easier to metabolize, to absorb at the body but we need to also be careful with meat because we shouldn't exceed uh, the recommended doses of uh, uh, poultry once or twice per week, uh, red meat really occasionally as least as possible and uh, fish can be even three for five times a week even but not uh, canned food and canned fish uh, like canned tuna or canned sardines uh, only fresh because uh, the one in the cans uh, can be a, a bit toxic if uh, some of the materials of the can uh, that are not very good for us uh, are transferred to food as some research uh, has shown. So uh, how else uh, can we help our body to perform uh, well? Well, giving it uh, the proper um, amounts uh, uh, in absolute values and in percentage values of carbohydrates and proteins and fats according to the activities that we do. So the, the, with this proportion, the absolute values don't have to be the same every day. They can vary according to our activities as much as we don't need to exercise every single day. It's actually better to give to the time to the body to recover because then the muscles will regenerate their cells and grow stronger. Otherwise you bring the muscle in a state of over fatigue and it's counterproductive and you risk even injury. Uh, unless you do just fitness classes and yoga, which is mostly stretching or very low intensity exercise. So um, in, in terms of protein, it's advisable if somebody does a strength training, can even eat between, um, between 1.4 and 2 grams of protein per each kilogram of its body weight, while normally endurance athletes or people that don't do much activity uh, can, can eat just 0.5 up to 1 grams of protein per each kilogram of the body weight. And in case of endurance exercise, or if for example we have to face a jet lag and we need to recover faster, or a very stressful period after deadlines at work or at university, 
the good uh, th thing is to take the protein the day before a, a big stressor event, like a marathon or a jet lag of a few of many hours. Take the proteins before the day before, so lower the body with this protein, increasing the normal amount. So, for example, instead of going to for 0 0.5, going to to one 1.4, even for non-strength athletes. And uh, on the day of the strenuous physical exercise, increase the carbs. This is because. Um, the, the body will use the energy from the carbs mainly and uh, we'll have the load of the proteins for the previous day for repairing the tissues and we're going to give to the body uh, proteins also after the endurance exercise so it can repair itself better because we cannot build tunnels without the bricks in the same way we cannot build the muscles without the proteins so it's important the day before and the same day of the exercise but after the exercise the proteins and um, in terms uh, of carbs, the day of the exercise, uh, they can go up to uh, 4.5, uh, up to 12 grams uh, of carbohydrates per, per kilogram of weight. While normally we should eat uh, between 2.5 and 5 grams of carbs per kilogram of weight. If we eat less than that, uh, of the basic uh, 2.5 up to 5, uh, up to 5, yes, grams per body weight we might feel fatigued because our body doesn't have enough uh, uh, energy to to burn during our normal life so um, it's important also to, to to understand that before exercise we cannot eat much because we cannot have a digestion process in course while our muscles need all the um, erosion for the microbody vessels then they need all all the, the energy of the body for the activation and uh, motion uh, and uh, if there is a digestion in course uh, it can affect badly the digestion and also affect us uh, in our exercise with cramps and other unpleasant effects so uh, and also lowering performance <laughs> so it's important that uh, complex carbs that are harder for the body to break and metabolize have to be eaten more than, uh, than three hours before exercising. So aim to finish three, four hours earlier than an endurance activity, um, the as assumption of complex carbs, which are, for example, rice, pasta, couscous, uh, wheat, uh, oats, uh, and all the uh, legumes, uh, like beans, uh, all the type, um, quinoa, <laughs> all the type of complex um, uh, foods that contain a high concentration of carbohydrates in comparison to other nutrients. And another very good one, which is also good for making us feel filled and feeling hungry for a long time, are um, potatoes, sweet potatoes, red potatoes, any type of potatoes. <laughs> and um, we can also say that uh, if you run, for example, as a first thing in the morning, or if you do some other a long exercise when you wake up and you obviously you haven't had three hours of time earlier than that to eat you can eat something but it has to be a small snack that the body can assimilate quick quickly can be proteins which are very hard to break and metabolize so that's a misconception when people suggest oh eat a protein bar before to exercise no the body is not going to use that one immediately while you exercise it's better to have that previous day and after as we say 
and uh, it's better something something is, uh, is it assimilate like for example honey that is a very simple carbohydrates is to break for the body fructose the sugar in the fruits fresh fruits and uh, well uh, milk the lactose in it is very good as well some uh, like to add the chocolate uh, powder in the milk uh, or syrups uh, like marple syrup uh, but we need to be uh, careful with this addition of sugars because overall they're not very good for our body they can send our body in a state of inflammation as we've seen uh, in previous sessions so um, once uh, uh, we intake this uh, uh, very fast carbs then uh, it's, it's good for us uh, for, for running for up to 90 minutes maybe after we need to replenish those reserves if we run many more than that many more minutes than that in general it is advisable to eat uh, during uh, endurance exercise uh, 60 grams of carbs in this uh, simple form during the first two hours and a half and going up uh, uh, to 90 per hour <laughs> if we uh, if we do endurance exercise like cycling swimming or running for more than two and a half hours and uh, in this way you should sustain your exercise without uh, feeling depleted uh, or uh, without uh, having too much fatigue after you can recover much faster and uh, you can give to your body the possibility to, uh, to rebuild the, the, the cells that have been teared and especially the muscle cells and become stronger and grow your muscles and being uh, uh, fit and uh, so for the proteins to intake after exercise, they, they can be as well higher than the normal dose of 0.5 per day, um, unless uh, you're a strength athlete and it's between uh, 1.2 um, and 2. And uh, carbs have to be low, not too, too high after exercising. Uh, aim to eat uh, after an hour and uh, the rest of the day around uh, one or two grams per body weight of carbs. Uh, maximize protein on that day so that you you help your body to rebuild itself and another thing that is good for helping the body to rebuild itself uh, it's a uh, jelly which is basically done from uh, boiled cartilagens of animals and but it's a bit gross but uh, it's sometimes uh, sold uh, with natural flavor uh, uh, sweeteners uh, like in beetroot uh, colorants that make it a little bit uh, more uh, uh, appealing <laughs> than uh, its origin but um, another uh, good coadjuvant especially for the joints uh, it's uh, the glucosamine uh, chondritin and, and MSS, MS, MSM that are good if, uh, especially for uh, not developing inflammations in the joints but again, the best way to don't develop injuries and inflammation is also to prepare your body before exercise by stretching appropriately and uh, by um, uh, warming up uh, the body uh, with a milder exercise before to put it into a, a, a stressant uh, as long time running and intensive running. And um, other suggestions are um, about uh, how to um, to integrate uh, proteins uh, in the body if you are a vegetarian for example then, or a vegan and then you, you cannot have uh, the, the huge amount of proteins that come from uh, animal sources and uh, the best way in that case is to integrate uh, with natural plants uh, protein powders there are for example whey uh, in isolate or concentrate form the percentage of protein varies is usually 93% uh, for isolate 80% for concentrate uh, 
then uh, you have pea proteins from the from the peas or um, whey um, whey I say that uh, um, rice uh, protein beans protein and uh, the the one with the least concentration of proteins that's about 50 percent of its weight it's a uh, hemp however it has also omega 3s so it's uh, it's quite good it has other properties and remember that uh, the body cannot uh, assimilate cannot metabolize more than 30 grams of protein at each time so for example if you take um, uh, whey protein that is a 93 percent then 30 grams uh, um, are, are, are already reaching the almost f uh, f 30 grams of protein as well and uh, that's enough for a meal then if you have for example um, a, a chicken breast uh, for another meal as well uh, make sure that it doesn't exceed the 30 grams of protein in that meal because otherwise the body will waste it and it's a, it's a pity given the high value of proteins as uh, nutrients and um, another thing uh, that I, I wanted to add, uh, it's about iron, that uh, it can be assimilated better from uh, animal sources. Um, uh, however, it's better, uh, it's preferable if we increase it from, uh, uh, from the plants. And uh, I already said this, uh, but uh, it's good to remember it. <laughs> and finally, um, lesson uh, learned uh, from, from my family, family tradition, there hasn't been too much around this. Uh, the, the only suggestion was to eat uh, a very, um, uh, a, a very uh, rich breakfast and a very light dinner to have the energy for the body available during the day rather than during the night where we don't do much exercise in comparison to the day. And um, so my grandmother, my grandfather, for example, for uh, for breakfast uh, had. Uh, um, uh, uh, bread, homemade sourdough bread with all types of uh, brown flowers, ray flowers uh, and uh, they had this bread with a, with a cup of milk and that was the main part of the breakfast and maybe a fruit but uh, uh, it, it, um, it was important for them, they always stress when I was a child to eat some carbs for uh, as, as bread or uh, for breakfast but not desserts <laughs> to minimize as much as possible pastries or sweets because they don't let you they don't leave you filled for the rest of the day they just cause you sugar cravings uh, and they're not healthy for your teeth uh, for uh, for your teeth damage for diabetes and as we know also for inflammation states and i remember when i was a child uh, as a supplement i was given uh, ginseng during the time of exams and uh, also propolis, uh, a, a derivative from meal, from honey, but that was mostly for the immune system. It helped also for energy levels. So uh, what else? Ah, I haven't spoken about electrolytes. So this is an, an important one as well. Electro the most uh, common electrolytes are magnesium, sodium, which is also in the table salt and uh, potassium and uh, these are very important because they travel through water in the body and transport the electrons and are good for helping our muscle to absorb all the all our water uh, intake our liquid intake for hydrating the body and uh, 
Sometimes uh, we, uh, the misconception is that we need to buy uh, sports drinks for the electrolytes, like Gatorade or any other brand. But usually, all these um, uh, sports drinks have a, a huge amount of added sugars that are not very good for our body for the inflammation state. So it's better to, to go for alternatives like um, watermelon juice or coconut water if we want a drink rich of electrolytes to fuel our running and to keep us hydrated during, during running. Or uh, it can be um, taken from uh, other foods like tomatoes, um, salmon and many other foods, ba uh, bananas uh, for the potassium for example. And um, they really help uh, to maintain our good energy levels. And uh, many athletes report having seen uh, an improvement also in their performance thanks to it. I haven't seen an improvement in, in that as much as with the NADH and coenzyme Q10, but it's subjective. Everybody needs to try what works best uh, or less for somebody. So this is a section about um, endurance and energy. Uh, that uh, we can derive uh, from food to maintain our good body functions, that we don't feel fatigued, but also to recover from stressors and as jet lags or endurance uh, sports. Uh, I hope you will apply these suggestions and uh, at the end of the section, as usually, there are some slides that summarize some, although not all, of the concepts that have been explained and the practical suggestions that have been given through this section. Thank you.